Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. What the fuck is this? Wait a minute, this is Coos. You have found it. This is You Have Offended This Podcast. We are the biggest, the baddest, and the best martial arts movie podcast kicking around these parts of the internet. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who once wrote an entire article on the clitoris for a student newspaper, Chad Lindsay. How are you, buddy? <laughs> hey, I am good. Yes. We're all about the little man in the canoe. Yes. <laughs> oh, I- shit. Then I couldn't find it. I lost the paper. And then it went away there. The paper got lost in the... <laughs> lost in the hills, as it were. As it were, yes. Yes, we are talking about 1985's Vision Quest this week. And don't even come at me about this being a, not a martial arts movie. Wrestling is a martial art, so shut up. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're fighting other people. You're controlling them. Not all martial arts have to come from the far east. Wrestling's a martial art. So we're covering it. All right, so this is uh, 1985 starring Matthew Modine. And, uh, man, I remember watching this back in the day and watching it again. I remembered certain parts. I didn't remember other parts, and it brought back good memories, man. This is a solid, solid film. What are kind of your overall thoughts on this one? Well, I remember watching the film a long time ago, and the thing that always stuck with me for this particular film was the soundtrack so i remember clearly um having this cassette i didn't own it but legere did and that was one of his favorite soundtracks to put in to drive around uh to work out like it is a solid soundtrack and i was surprised that i forgot fucking madonna young madonna is in this movie yeah yeah madonna's the lounge singer in the movie and not only was she in this movie This movie, called Vision Quest, in certain markets, was actually released under the title of Crazy For You to to capitalize on her rising popularity. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, she she became huge after this. Like, she still would have been... She was very popular at this time because, you know, she she would have been coming off of, you know, her first album and that track, Lucky Star. But, uh, yeah. I liked her early stuff, Borderline, you know. Yeah. Uh, this, this movie is, it's, it's well done. It's well put together. The it's, it's got that real eighties vibe to it. It's constructed. Well, we're, we're, we're at 85. So we're not in the super, like all the films have the hot montages because Rocky four came out this year as well. And Rocky four was just loaded to the tits with montages. Yeah. And then we had a lot of films afterwards, like really putting them in, but this film doesn't do that. I liked it. I liked the structure. Loved the soundtrack. The acting was solid. And I had a really fun time with it, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you look at the cast of this movie. Matthew Modine, still a big star. I mean, he's gone. I mean, he did Full Metal Jacket, for Christ's sake. He turned down Top Gun to do Full Metal Jacket. And, I mean, he's he's still going strong. He's in the, whatever it was, The Dark Knight Rises, I believe, as the, the police commissioner yeah, or whatever he's he is. Stranger Things. Like, Stranger he's still Things. going. 
rocking like, that's it, one man. Of the biggest, like, not only is he still working, he's still working in some of the biggest, most valuable properties today. Like, you know, he's in, oh, what am I, what are you doing now after Full Metal Jacket and Kubrick? Oh, I'm in fucking Batman, and now I'm in Stranger Things. Like, this guy's been hitting. He knows how to pick his roles. Like, Matthew Modine knows how to pick his roles. Maybe, maybe married to the mob. But he... Yeah. He's got some solid, solid films under his belt, this guy. Oh, he's wicked. He's awesome. I mean, Linda Fiorentino went on, you know, she kind of dropped out of acting after 2009. But, you know, I want to talk about her in a little bit because I think some some shit went down with her in her career that wasn't her fault. But she's great in this. Yeah, she really is. Fucking Daphne Zuniga is in this. I love her. She's great. She was in the, she was coming off of the sure thing coming off the sure thing and then she went into uh a couple other things i think she was into melrose place too she was in melrose place dude she's kill. she was awesome i was in love with that chick she was great i mean For- forrest whitaker best actor award winner forrest whitaker We've done three films this season and forrest whitaker is in two dude in minor roles <laughs> minor roles he plays balldozer one of the background wrestlers who has like one line like it's insane, this cast. It's ridiculous. Michael Schofling, who plays Cooch. Like, he was in 16 Candles the year before. Like, yeah. You know what and I mean? Like, we can't, awesome. we can't leave out Ronnie Cox because. We cannot leave out Ronnie Cox. And just really quickly, he's such a fantastic actor because just the way that, like, I immediately compared him to Dick Jones in Robocop. And yes. Just the way that when he's Dick Jones, he's walking around, he's the cock of the walk, baby. You know, and he's <laughs> he's he's very, very like masculine, he's very alpha. And in this one, he just kinda rounds his shoulders just a little bit. It's subtle. Like it's so subtle. Yeah. And just the way that he speaks, like he's he's even when he's not delivering dialogue, you know that this is a completely different character that he's embodying. And I just, that was one thing that I picked up on. I was like, man, this guy is like amazing. Yeah. The difference between the Robocop character where you, like you said, he's very puffed out, masculine, hyper type, a aggressive going for it. And here, you know, his wife left him and He's this mechanic in this small town, like, okay, all right, whatever, like, kind of the beaten man, like, okay, whatever, like, we'll take you in, and very meek, very mild, and man, the contrast in those two characters could not be more pronounced, and he does it like a champ. He's awesome. Yeah, really, really great. Yeah, I love him a lot. So let's get into this. Uh, Before we do, always thank you to our patrons, Mike and Mike, you guys rule. If you would like to become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We have five different levels of support there, starting at just five bucks a month, and you can get access to all of our full podcasts on Sunday without this pitch to the patrons. You can follow us on our social media. On Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can find our stuff there. We tell you what movies are coming up next. If you want to talk to us about movies you'd like to see, or actors or actresses you'd like to see, your favorite scenes or lines or anything like that. Any questions you have for us, we'd love to answer them. Uh, We're pretty active on there, so check that stuff out. If you don't want to have a recurring bill from Patreon and you just want to help out the podcast on a one-time thing, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. And you can just buy a piece of merch there. We have t-shirts and fanny packs and hoodies and all kinds of cool stuff. You can rep the podcast. You get something cool for yourself. And we get a little taste over here to keep the lights on it. You have offended this podcast's world headquarters. So 
Thanks so much. Keep that up. And now we will get into Vision Quest. So this movie starts out really cool. I like the opening here with the old school kind of Warner Brothers fady logo. But then you just get that skipping rope sound and the voiceover of Loudon talking about him being, okay, I'm Loudon Swain and I'm 18. And My name's Loudon. Loudon Swain. Last week I turned 18. I wasn't ready for it. I haven't done anything yet. So I made this deal with myself. This is the year I make my mark. This is the year I'm going to make my mark, yo. And it's good. Like, I really... He doesn't talk like a gangster. Like, I just did like an asshole. But he's he's talking about what he wants to do with his high school career here, with his wrestling career, and kind of make his mark. It's kind of cool, man. And Modine looks young and fit. Yeah, everybody... Like, this this is a movie that will either inspire you or make you feel like a complete piece of shit because these guys are fucking jacked man like they there's there's a couple of guys when we were in high school you, you know you had those guys that were in shape and skinny right that yes. 80s skinny there's a couple of guys in here that are like that but then there's a couple of guys here that are just fucking packing on the like, muscle yoked like, just functional functional muscle like it's it's good like this is believable uh, we'll get into the wrestling in a little bit, but the wrestling is actually quite good. Like it's not something that was just kind of overlooked. It's 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 done well in this film. It's done really well. Yeah, a guy named Chris Collins was a trainer for the film here. Like a, a, he got Modine in shape. He got a lot of these dudes in shape. He was the guy who got Stallone in shape for Rocky. Oh Jesus! So he knew yeah. what he was. He knew what he was doing. He whipped these kids into shape, and uh, you know, for the wrestling, they brought in a guy named Cash Stone. For wrestling. Now, Cash Stone is a very well-known wrestling coach. He coached at a, a high school called Mead High School. He retired in 97. He had coached there for 38 years as a high school wrestling coach. And the oh, listen to this. The only two wrestling practices this dude missed in 38 years were when he was helping to film Vision Quest. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So this motherfucker is committed. So that's amazing. Right. So he's the one who trained Modine, a lot of these other wrestlers. We're going to get into it in a little bit, but the guy who plays Shoot, Frank Jasper. Jasper was kind of a bodybuilder. He had wrestled in high school and college. And the role of Shoot was going up between Frank Jasper and this other actor who was going to possibly be Shoot. And when they came in, uh, Frank Jasper came in and actually wrestled Cash Stone in front of the director. And that's how he got the role. They they were like, nope, this kid knows what he's doing. We're, we're putting him in. And Frank Jasper as Shoot is great in this film. He's a little bit wooden, but it works yeah. for the person of Shoot, like the character. It works really well. It actually does. I mean, I found him quite believable. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this film, it's kind of oddly named. Like, I understand well, why don't we actually break through the the first part, the plot of our protagonist and and what is his goal uh, that leads us into the title of this film, Vision Quest? Yeah, so he, Mount Modine here is 18. He wants to become basically the best wrestler that he can be, and he really wants to make his mark in in the toughest division. So he, at, the, at this particular point, is wrestling two divisions up from where he wants to be. He wants to be at 168, 168 pounds, and... He's at 190 at this point. He's at 190, that's right. And he wants to drop and drops to 178 and then he wants to get down to 168 and wrestle the the bad, you know, the, the baddest dude in the planet at 168 or the baddest dude in the state who is shoot. I'm serious, I want to wrestle 168. For two man, double legs. 
Look, it was easy to drop 12 pounds. All you had to do was wring the water out of your system. I'm going to wrestle shoot this year, coach. Shoot? Nobody wants to wrestle shoot. Not when you're out of your mind. <laughs> and everybody's freaked out about shoot. So his whole goal is to make his mark in this division of wrestling. And that is his entire focus of this, of this movie, is to hit that weight and beat this dude. Now, this movie's based on the book by Terry Davis called Vision Quest. And the book, in the book, it's actually completely focused on the weight. Like, you don't even actually know who, if he wins the last match or not. It's just, can he make the weight? Oh, okay. I did not know that because I've not read that book, so. Yeah, the, the book is totally based on, can he actually, his Vision Quest is, can he make the weight? And then the, the, the result is kind of inconsequential. It's just, can he do it? So, and it's, it's based on the, his, his best friend, his best friend here, Cooch, who's, Cooch. Who, who thinks that he's a, an American Indian or says that he's an American Indian. And, uh, he, he calls and says that it's a, you know, man, you're on a vision quest, which is where it comes from. So the whole first part of the movie here is Matthew Modine's character, Loudon Swain telling his coach, Hey man, I'm going to make 168 and I'm going to wrestle shoot. And we sort of get a bit of background on Loudon here. What's his life like? What's he doing? And all that jazz. So he has his initial telling of the coach. I'm going to make 168 and wrestle shoot. And the coach is like, get the fuck actually out of here. No one's going to wrestle shoot. You're out of your mind. And he makes Loudon wrestle his friend, Cooch, for the 178 division. And if he can beat beat uh, Cooch, then he can keep going, basically, and, and uh, see what he can do. And we get the, the wrestling match against Cooch here, which is actually decent. He does a really nice throw on him, actually. And then gets him pinned down. And Cooch is actually doing a neck bridge, like a full bridge, which is fucking hard if you've ever tried to do a bridge with a dude on top of you. Yeah, it's it's a good introduction. It's a good way to start it out. And again, the wrestling looked uh, believable. And essentially, it kind of sets up our character that he has this goal uh, for himself where he wants to achieve something completely outlandish. Like, he wants to achieve something that... The the film does a really good job at, at at just initially and throughout the film setting up how difficult a task this is. Yes, exactly. And we get a bit of credits here with Loudon putting on the, the rubber suit and running, doing his uh, his road work as he runs from his school to his part-time job in the city. He runs literally from the country to the inner city. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. a long-ass run. <laughs> <laughs> But the the main the the song is playing good song the the only the young whatever by Journey I think he gets to his work here at the hotel he's a, a waiter or a, a room service waiter at this hotel we get introduced to Elmo in the kitchen the chef in the kitchen that he picks up from who's played by J C Quinn who's another great actor it's probably the best actor in the film Fanta well, he's got no, the best the, scene for sure the actor who's got the best scene in the film I'll say yeah yeah. He's got 79 credits. He, he unfortunately passed away in 2004, but you know, I mean, that dude was in the abyss. He was in yeah. Chud. <laughs> you know? Chud, the right? cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> Tremendous. Silkwood, Maximum Overdrive. He was been in a ton of movies. Really, really good actor. And he's great in this. Like he's got some great lines of just being, you know, that rough around the edges kitchen guy. Yeah. Really good. Great. And, uh, and then we get this, the introduction of Matthew Modine's relationship with him, and then Modine putting his stuff on and taking the the uh, tray of food up to Kevin's room, who's doing the Tai Chi 
who is a, a gay fellow who tries to put the moves on uh, on Loudon here in the room. Yeah, he's doing some Tai Chi and yeah, I don't I don't know the sensibilities as to what it was maybe attempting. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, throughout the film, like he's constantly talking about how incredibly horny he is and he has no outlet for it. Yeah. So that's probably tied in there in some sort of cerebral way that uh, I can't uh, figure out. But I mean, this film is highly sexualized throughout yeah. the uh, throughout the entire film, like very much so. So I don't know what the representation of Kevin's character is. I'm not that smart, but it's definitely means something like this yeah. is a this is a tight movie. Uh, if it wasn't important, it wouldn't be in there. Yeah, true enough. Yeah, the screenwriter there, Daryl. Daryl Ponixon did a good job. Like you said, the writing's tight, I think. And, you know, I, again, I, I'm the same way. Like, I don't know if that's his introduction to, you know, the Tai Chi being a spiritual thing and he's kind of open to that. But then the gay thing, he's like, ah, no, I'm not into that. But he's not, he's not like openly homophobic. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, like he comes outside and he's talking to his buddy there and he's like, you work there in that hotel? Yeah, I deliver room service. Yeah. You gave pussy that way? <laughs> Not yet. The guy that I tried to grab my wad, though, <laughs> kind of actually grabbed it, if you want to know the truth. What did you do? I took off. I was a little freak. Nobody ever tried to do that before. <laughs> no, but a dude just tried to touch my package yeah. a few minutes ago, and he just kind of brushes it off. Like, it's not like an overt... Because, I mean, when you talk about wrestling, man, like, they used to do that in the original Olympics, like, nude. Two dudes lubed up in the nude. So there's probably some homosexual or homoerotic undertones kind of in this. But, again, I'm just here to see the movie. They're probably there. Went right over my head. Yeah, and I think, like, he blew that off because he's a young guy, and this guy wasn't super aggressive towards him. He tried, obviously, very aggressively. But as soon as Loudon was like, hey, man. The guy didn't actively go after him or anything. He just said, hey, do you want to come up later? And Laden was like, no. No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Cool, thanks. And he took off, and that was that. Like, I I actually kind of respect the movie for it because, you know, we have done movies from this and earlier eras that were, you know, that dropped the F-bomb pretty pretty easily. And this movie could have gotten away with that. Yeah. And didn't. Yeah, and I don't even think think that they were trying to play it as... Like, it doesn't play... What's the word? It doesn't play like... Like they're being mean or hurtful. It doesn't play that way. It doesn't play like, you know, oftentimes where there's like homosexual encounters that, you know, it's during this time, it's always played for comedy. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's being played for, for comedy or being hurtful here. No, not at all. Not at all. I think Kevin was just as horny as Modine was. He just wanted dudes. Yeah, could be. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that was the play there. I don't know. Whatever it was. But uh, anyway, we get a uh, Modine goes out to run home here. He bumps into Cooch on his motorbike. They have a little chit chat, like you said. Hey, man, this guy just tried to grab my package. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, see you later. And they split up and go their own separate ways there. And uh, then we kind of get the the square off here between the football players and the wrestlers, with Modine kind of sitting by himself, and that football player kind of gets in his face in the cafeteria a little bit. No, that's one of his teammates. Like he's mad at him. He's getting in his face because he's saying he's screwing up the team. Oh, he's, right. He's I'm putting sorry. himself out there because he wants to drop two weight classes and it's just disrupting the order of the team, which pisses this guy off. And they kind of have 
They just have words. Right. Words in the cafeteria. Yeah, I, I misremembered that. You're totally right. He And Loudon, to be, to be fair to the guy that's getting in Loudon's face, that dude's right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Loudon's like, well, screw all you guys. This And, like, wrestling is an individual sport, but individual wins work towards the team victory. So, yes. you know, him dropping two weight classes and basically taking over the job of one of his team members is kind of a dick move, <laughs> you know? Well, especially because they said he's at the top. He's the top guy at 190, yeah. right? Like, he's the top guy at 190. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to drop down to 178. And they're like, well, what about Cush? That's Cush's spot. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm not staying at 178. I'm going to 168. And they're like, what in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, it's important to note that his goal is so outlandishly crazy. It is outlandishly crazy. Yeah. And everybody acknowledges that. And again, it's he's he's not thinking about his teammates at this point. He's thinking about himself and how much he wants to get done kind of for himself, right? Yes. So they, they have a couple of words there. They square off a little bit, but nothing really comes of it. And uh, Modine leaves, bumps into Daphne Zuniga's character, who's pretty great. Again, she's kind of that bubbly high school uh, newspaper editor there. I, I think she's great. This is her sixth movie right after The Sure Thing. And, you know, yeah, she, she, Spaceballs. She was hilarious in that movie, man. She was so funny. And she was great in Spaceballs, Fucking too, which would have been fantastic. Come out after this, but yeah. Yeah, she's great in Spaceballs, man. That was tremendous. And uh, Loudon goes down here and, and hooks up with Tannerin, his, uh, his English teacher, who's shooting baskets and who's really good at shooting baskets. Like, I don't think he misses yes. a shot that whole scene. Yeah. So, yeah, that was tremendous. They have a little a little chit chat there. And then we go to the gym here where the guy that just got in Loudon's face is trying to do the pegboard. And this is a big ass pegboard. It's the biggest one I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like it's like two it's like the height of two men. Right? Yeah. I think I I watched an interview recently with Modine talking about this movie, and they asked him about the pegboard, and he said, Yeah, it was massive. I think he said, I think they put two or three together to make this big pegboard like it was frigging huge yeah and this this dude that was in in Loudon's face is trying to do it and he gets about halfway up before he he gasses out and has to drop down and uh yeah man it's this is a cool scene they, they all get together here and uh the coach who is uh Charles Hallahan he's again fantastic actor he was in like he's got like 90 credits like 92 credits again sadly he passed away in 97 but like he was in the thing and and pale rider like he's wicked oh yeah he had a brutal brutal death brutal in pale rider <laughs> yeah in the thing but or, anyway, and in the thing actually on, yeah let's stay on i'll start talking about the fucking thing and <laughs> so he's given a, a talk to the wrestlers here cooch comes in a little late and because cooch comes in late he starts talking about the upcoming meet with the rival high school and says hey this is their signature move and we're gonna drill how to get out of it cooch come here and puts him in this like double hammer lock flip over move, <laughs> and all the all the other wrestlers are like, "Ah, Cooch, you suck! Look at him." No, it looked good. Like it looked good. Oh, it was a I solid mean, the, move. The, the The gym's good. The mat's good. Like the way these guys are dressed. Like some of them are in there. Like they're not all wearing like sporting gear like everybody wears today. Like they're wearing sweatpants and like torn t-shirts on top of other torn t-shirts yep. and shit it's good i like i like the whole vibe of this man i really do i do too man i like you know watching this like i have pictures of me from high school in like 88 89 wearing this kind of stuff playing rugby 
and at rugby practice, yes. you know, like it's the, it's the same stuff. Like it's, it's wicked. It's just a snapshot of the eighties. It's perfect. And they're drilling this move and they're flipping dudes over and like, it's working. Like the, the, again, cash stone doing the wrestling consultation here is not going to let them get away with bullshit moves. Like they're doing real wrestling shit. And that's why the wrestling is so good here. It's, it's really, really good. So that, that scene ends up and then we get the, the cut scene here to Loudon jogging and uh, we get the introduction of Linda Fiorentino's character here. I thought you were going to say Linda Fiorentino's nipples. Well, and those, we yeah. Get introduced to those. <laughs> Good night, nurse. Hello. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> she is, uh, she, listen, Linda Fiorentino's hot as fuck. I'm not playing games with her. She's really pretty. But apart from that, she's great. Like, she's playing this New no, Jersey tough chick, Carla, and whose car breaks down, and Matthew Modine's dad is trying to tell her, look, I can get the part, but I can't get it right now. You got to wait, like, whatever it is, a week or something, because, you know, it's 85 and parts don't come in quick now. The sales guy there, like, kind of fucked her over, cheated her. Then uh, Modine's dad finds out, punches the sales guy out, gets fired, and essentially she's out all of her money, so she can't even afford to get her car fixed, and... That's where they basically, you know, make the play to let her stay there. They're they're a good family. They're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And the fact that Matthew Modine's father is such a nice guy, you know, Ronnie Cox is such a nice guy. That's probably why his wife left him because he was a nice guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. There's that. So yeah, and that's a good. That's actually a good point because that is an indication right there of what a good guy Loudon's dad is. Right. Like he, he's got this job, but this guy's fucking with Carla and he drops him like he just smacks him in the face. And then and because of that, loses his job and Loudon chases Carla down here and takes her to this diner and starts talking to her. And I mean, he can't shut the fuck up about wrestling. So, you know, she's like, why are you dressed like a spaceman, you fucking asshole? And <laughs> she takes zero shit at this point in the movie. And she has no time for him at all. Really? It's kind of funny. And that concludes part one of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for three, four, and the exciting conclusion, part five. If you would like to get the full podcasts again, go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast to become a patron. For as low as $5 a month, you can get all of our full podcasts on Sunday night before everybody else. If you don't want to do that, you can go to offendedpodcast.com and you can buy some merchandise there. That'll give us a little bit of a help and it'll also give you something cool to rep the podcast that you know you love. You can also follow us on our social media. So go to Twitter at YHOTP, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. Leave us your film recommendations there. Anything you want to see, we are open to as long as it has kick and punching and some violence. So we'd love to hear from you. Please engage with us. Please leave us a review anywhere you download your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. If you could, please also recommend us to your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones. We will take recommendations anywhere we can get them. Thanks once again for listening, and you have offended this podcast. We'll be back in your ears soon.